Okay, so this morning we are going to continue with our series, Women of the Bible. And today we are talking about Hagar. Hagar, a princess in the wilderness. Amen? A princess in the wilderness. And um, I'm going to be sharing some things that are really close to my heart. This is a message, I think, that... uh, if you hear me very well, there's going to be a lot of Ken in this message. Amen. So let's just read the passage of Scripture. They are very long passages of Scripture, so I'll read them right away, and then I'll be taking some snippets out of them as we go along with the message, because the Scriptures are very, very uh, long. Uh, you should bear with me. You know, I, I, would, I would tell you what happened, but sometimes it works better if we can have a Bible study uh, for the next five minutes, uh, just as we are going to go through this uh, passage. Now, in Genesis chapter 16, verse uh, 1 to 10, it says, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. After Abraham had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. You see, there was this tradition that if a woman cannot have a child, then uh, they can get either a sister of the the wife or the maid can have a child and this is what is happening here so that they can have a child who bears the name of uh, the man. Then Sarai, in verse 5, said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and you. So Abraham said to Sarai, Indeed, you, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shah. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, Where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. But she doesn't tell her where she is going. You see, uh, the problem is that she, she knew where she was running away from, but she didn't know where she was running to. How many of us are like that? You know, the angel, of the, the angel of the Lord said to her, 
Retain to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that you shall not be counted for, so shall not be counted for multitude. They shall be too many that you can't count them. Now let's jump to uh, Genesis uh, 21. Verse 1 to 20, like I said, you know, it's a long passage, so I'll read very, very quickly so that we can get the gist of what is happening. So now the boy is born that she was conceived with. So when she was conceived, she became proud and she started looking down on her mistress. And the mistress chases her and the angel of the Lord finds her in the wilderness where she was running away from the, the, the mistress. And the angel of the Lord tells her to go back and submit herself to her mistress. Now, the boy is born. After the boy is born, he's around 16 years old. Uh, 15, 16 years old. And then God visits her mistress. And the mistress conceives and has a child. And when the mistress conceives and has a child, the day that they were dedicating the child, <laughs> like today, so Haggai is seated in the congregation, and the mistress is also coming to dedicate her child. And what does Haggai do? The Bible says she starts scoffing. Now, let's listen to what she does. And the Lord visited Sarah... As he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the same set time of which God has spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised the son Isaac when he was eight days old, and God had as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. 100 years old father. You know. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. And all who hear will laugh with me. She said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nest children? For I have born him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. So what it is is that uh, Hagar and the son started teasing because the, 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 the mistress is having a child and she's old, but she has a child and they're looking down on her. You know? Like, you know, when you've been unemployed for a long time and, and you get a job and people are like, hey, even them now have a job. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You know, you've been, you lived in poverty for a long time and you were walking to church like you can't even afford a taxi. And then one day, you know, you just, you just come into the campus. Like, vroom, and they're like, ha, look at them now. 
You, you, you see, this is what happens with people. You know, when you were not having children, they, they, they look down on you. Now you have children, they look down on you. So be careful that you don't get offended because that's how people are. Verse 10, it says, Therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this bond woman and her son, for the son of this bond woman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bond woman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bond woman because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and the skin of water and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. You see, the, the, the mother of this child, the Bible says, was weeping and was crying. But God does not respond. You see, God didn't respond when it was Hagar who was crying and she was weeping and she was doing all kinds of things. But the moment that the child cries, listen to verse 17, and God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you? What is it? What is your problem, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice. <laughs> not, not your voice. God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. You, you see, God brought you into this world for a purpose. And you're complaining and you, you, God doesn't. The, but the moment... The moment that which you, you put your eyes on that which he brought you here for, then you get God's attention. Do you see what is happening? What is happening is that your purpose is very important to God. And the moment that you take your, your eyes away and everything, God can't force you. Because it's, it's, it's that thing that he put in you that is very, very important. Not that you are not important, but we are going to talk about that. Now, fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Listen to this. The moment that she goes to take the boy, and she puts him in her hands. Look at verse 19. Then God opened her eyes. The moment you realize what God has brought you into this world, you will attract God. Because, because you see, remember, remember that God has a purpose for his people and he has called you 
for that purpose, but you are neglecting that purpose. And the moment you come back to your senses and you get a hold of that thing again, then God comes through. The Bible says, Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So God opens her eyes and she sees what is going to sustain what she thought was going to die. Eh? And she went and filled the skin of what with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He became an archer. <laughs> he dwelt in the wilderness of <laughs> and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Now, let's, let's look at this scripture, ladies and gentlemen, step by step. If I had a chair today, I was going to sit down and, you know, let me use a, a big word, and dissect. <laughs> dissect the word, you know. So let's look at Hagar's problem. Hagar's problem was not that she was not able to conceive. And, no, no, no. was not that she was able to conceive and her mistress wasn't. Hagar's problem was her identity. Hagar was a slave at heart. Hagar was a slave girl and anything that made her feel important she would use it as a weapon against people. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be careful and you have to know, do you have the spirit of a servant? Do you have the spirit of a slave? Or do you have the spirit of a princess? Because the, your, your identity will always influence how you behave when you are in power or when you have things that other people don't have. There was no reason for her to despise her mistress because the mistress cannot have children. Because remember, Sarah is actually the very person who said she could have children with her husband. So, do you have that princess heart or do you have a slave heart? A slave, a person who has a slave mentality are very difficult to deal with when they have something that gives them an advantage over another person. That is why a person with a slave mentality is, uh, is dangerous. Is, you see Hagar, the way she's, she's behaving. She is looking down. The first time, it was just when she conceived. Who even knew that she was going to give birth? She was just pregnant. 
But already she's, she's, she's starting. You just got an interview. You, I don't have a job yet. I, I'm, te- I'm telling you. You, dis- you despise people just because you went to an interview. <clears throat> I was on the how train. train. <laughs> when did the how train come to South Africa that you can be telling us about the how train today? You, you see, don't, don't, have, don't have the spirit of a slave. Have a spirit of a princess. You see, princesses do not use what they have as a source of pride. They use who they are. They don't get pride out of the outside. They get a pride from their identity. That is why you can have a princess in the car. Let's take about uh, in a bus or a taxi. There are four normal people and one princess. And the driver starts to skid and say, you will see the four people screaming. The princess, she's holding herself. Because a princess knows how to contain themselves in problems and in abundance. They don't change. You can't know when a princess has a billion dollars and you don't know when their rent is not paid. They are together. And you see, us as children of God, we, we, need, to, we need to behave as princesses because we are. But we behave like, like Hagar. We mistreat people, we despise people. Just because God has blessed you a little bit better than the other person is not, it is not a passport for you to abuse other people. When you are driving your nice, beautiful car and you see there's a a pod of water in front and there are people walking on the side, (laughs) slow down. I'm telling you, slow down, pass the pad of water nicely without splashing water on the other people. But you will see slaves. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will see slaves. They will splash, and when those people are doing this, they'll be laughing. Slaves. A slave in an X5. Hmm. This is what is happening here. She, she had conceived and she had a child. She thinks that now conceiving and having a child gives her the right to despise other people. Who said that? Who said that? That is Hagar's problem. Now, princesses don't do that. Princesses don't use things to feel important. They feel important because they are important. And they don't have to spread. They they are not peacocks. You know? So, when, when, when you are starting your journey, when you are starting any other journey in life, don't start it from outside. Start it from inside. If you start your journey of prosperity, 
because you want a big house to show your friends you went to school with that you also are successful, you will have problems. Start your prosperity journey because you feel you deserve a bigger house. When a bigger house comes, it will not change you because it's not the big house that gives you an identity. Because you have an identity of a guy or a girl who needs a big house, then you won't have any problems when that thing comes. You see, don't start things from outside. And this, this is a big problem for a lot of our people. You know, deal with who you are before you deal with what you become. Because if you don't deal with who you, be, who you are and something happens to you that suggests that you are better than your mistress, you will be difficult to contain. You'll be very, very difficult to contain. So answer the identity problem before you get things. Then anything that you will get will not have any effect on you at all. You will, be, you will be able to come out of sleeping in a five-star hotel and get into a taxi to go and see your uncle who stays in a shack and you won't feel any difference. Why? Because your identity does not come from five-star hotel. It doesn't come from a taxi. Your identity is you. It comes from Jesus. You know that I, there is nothing outside me that defines who I am. Only my identity is, was given to me when the Bible says, and God created man. And then there's something there it says, in his own image. Period. He didn't create him with buses. He didn't create him with planes. He knew that all those things he can do, he can get, they are his. But the first thing that you need to sort out is that identity inside. Do you identify with God as a child of God or do you identify? Some of us, even, ladies and gentlemen, some of us even feel, you are black like me. You feel like you are better than me because you are of a certain tribe. Hmm. I'm even a bit lighter. <laughs> and, and, and you just, just because, just because you are of a certain tribe, you, you, you are wasting your time. Your identity does not come from being pregnant from Abraham. Your identity comes from up there. And when you, are, when you know that, you, you are not moved. You, you don't get moved. Other, other people, it's a province. <laughs> a, a province. I, I come from, you know, KZN. <laughs> So what? So what? I come from Cape Town. So what? I can go to Cape Town anytime. Yeah. So the problem is this. There is a prophetic utterance that Sarai made 
that was also made in the New Testament in the book of Galatians. In Genesis chapter 21 verse 10, the Bible says, Therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this bond woman and her son, for the son of this bond woman shall not be heir with my son, namely Isaac. When you have this, God does not deal with slaves, ladies and gentlemen. God does not deal with slaves. Because the spirit of a slave is dangerous and God does not like using slaves because he knows the moment that he just uses you just slightly, you will start abusing people. So, prophetically, this woman, Sarai, says to her, no one is going to be God's heir when they have the spirit of a slave. Galatians chapter 4 verse 28, it says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bond woman and her son, for the son of the bond woman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bond woman, but of the free woman. We are not slaves. We are sons and daughters of the promise. And that is why our dignity and our excitement, and our joy, and our everything is not influenced by what we have and what we don't have. It is influenced by the knowledge that we have that we are children of the Most High God, whether in summer or in winter, whether we are on top of a mountain or in the valley, whether we have something or we don't have something, we are children of promise. Myself, I get fed up with people. You know, people that easily get swayed by small little things. And I'm going to show you something about what happens to a slave. Our identity is in Christ. And you have to sort that out as quickly as possible. You will be a very different person. You will be a very different person. We pursue excellence. We pursue faith. We pursue wealth. We pursue dignity. Not because we want to pacify a feeling of a slave inside us. But we pursue those things because we know that we deserve them and we deserve to live like this. So myself, when I am pursuing a G-Wagon, it's not because I want to be splashing water on people. It's a better car. You see the difference? When, when, when I go to buy a shoe, I don't buy a shoe because I want to show the guy who can buy a better shoe. I feel that this, this suits me. This is the shoe for me. You start with that identity sorted out, not the thing that is in front of you. You know? And, and, and if, if you do that, your life is, is going to be 
You, you can become as successful. Me, I'm surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, God created everything. And do you think that you can become more successful that God now said, hey. he's, like, he's like shocked. <laughs> but you've done it, eh? You, you know, it's like in my house. Anybody who picks, a, who picks money in my house, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can you pick money in my house and it's not mine? So my children know. When they pick the money, they don't ask, oh, dad, we found your money. <laughs> it's my house. So you see, God created us. And there are some people that think that God... God can be scared of their prosperity. How is that possible? Everything that we have invented, God knew that I put that the potential, the thing that he didn't want you and me to create, there was no way he could have put it in his world. There was no way. So the moment that you get the most beautiful house, just know that when he was creating you, he knew the potential. He can live in that house. And there is nothing that, that and for you, there is not even any reason for you to have a Hagaric spirit. <laughs> Hagaric. <laughs> you know, now we can create our own words at Swan Center. <laughs> when you are in the office, you know, you see somebody behaving funny, Hagaric. <laughs> <laughs> they, these are Hagaric spirits. So we do what we do because we know that as a princess, as a prince, this is my inheritance. But it's not something that I must use to look down on other people. We don't achieve success because we want to prove a point. We achieve success because we can. That's, that's, that's in us. That's how God created us. So, everything that we do, we, we, we don't sell out. The, the, moment, the moment that you start feeling different because you have something that makes you feel different, you have sold out. You are telling yourself that you are lower than what is making you high. So if a car makes you feel that you are better, you are saying you are not better than a car. If a house can make you feel better, it means that you are saying that you are not better than a house. Now it works even on the other side. Even on the other side. If, if, if you start to misbehave because you are in problems, that also is a problem. I hear a lot of people say, and I, I did this because of that. I was so much under pressure. A princess will die before selling out. Did you see when, when uh, Princess Diana, some of you were not yet born, sorry. But did you see when Princess Diana died and they were showing the procession of the funeral and there was Prince Harry and Prince William. 
Other people even became very upset that they are not showing emotion. They, 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 they are like, the mother hasn't died yet. Ladies and gentlemen, those people are trained from the moment they are born, like those kids we were showing here today. They drill in them, telling them that you are not an ordinary person. You don't go in public doing certain... No! Even, even Prince Charles can go to a football game like this. He doesn't... No! When, when it's a goal, it's a, it's a goal. <laughs> that's a princess. That, that's, a, that's a prince. You see our people. We, we have big heart. It, 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 it. You, are, you are a princess for crying out loud. Sit nicely. It's a goal. It's, it's a, you sit nicely. It's a goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. We, we, we are children of God. We are children. You, you walk with dignity. You, you don't allow people to do certain things. You, 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 you are you. you your, your identity is not in what out. It's in God. It's in God. Now, this lady, I want to show you something that I alluded to. <laughs> when we were reading this passage, I will tell you, you must come back to me. The moment that you connect to your real identity as a child of God, not based on anything, but based on the fact that you were created in God's image and that there is nothing that can shake you, something is going to pop in you. And look at what happened in verse in, in Genesis chapter 21, verse 17. And God heard the voice of the lad. God is waiting for that identity inside you to start irritating you. And the moment you respond to that, this is what is going to happen. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What else you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes. And she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave to the lad. If you, if you missed it, what did Abraham give Hagar and her son when they were leaving home? What did he give them? He gave them what? He gave them bread and what? He gave them a skin of what? Okay, a skin of water, ladies and gentlemen, is a bottle of water. They use the skins to put water. Now we have created bottles, isn't it? So, or a bucket. When Hagar was in her Hagar moment, the bucket of water ran out 
And she took the baby and she put him on the side and she said, the baby must die. I don't want to see him die. The moment that she responded to God's call to embrace the child, God opened her eyes and she saw a well. This is what happens when you cling on to your little identity. You are a bucket man. The moment you cling on to the real you, God shows you a well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about an X5. It's what creates many of them. Bucket people. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know, people, pe people love little buckets. They cling on to little bottles. But the Bible says the moment that she, 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 she said, I will embrace the identity that comes from God. The moment she does that, instead of a bucket that she got from Abraham, ladies and gentlemen, she got a well from God. The Bible doesn't say, and God dug a well. The well was there all the time. But her eyes were blinded because of the Hagarian spirit inside her. She was only seeing a bucket. And next to her was a well. How, how many of us, how many of us get distracted? Ladies and gentlemen, you get, you get distracted by such trivial things. And the real things that should be moving you are right next to you. Right, right, right in front of you. The reason is you get distracted easily. You will know whether you have a spirit of a slave or the spirit of a princess or a prince by what excites you. By what, what really is going to make you feel that mm, I think this one is nice. Buckets are for slaves. Wells are for princes. God will never let you have access to a well before he realizes that you have your identity issues sorted out. Because he knows the moment he shows you a well and you are still a bucket person, then people are in trouble. The first thing is you keep them away from the well and just use the well for your own gratification. And that is what is happening to us, to many, many of us. You know, God wants to give you a well, but you could be very busy with buckets because your spirit is not yet made that ten. I pray against the spirit of a slave that is in many of us. I want to rebuke that this morning. Because you see, you ask a lot of us as Africans, you, you, when are we going to be voting? In South Africa, when are we voting? 2020? That's about uh, three years from today. Two years. There were elections in Kenya. 
uh, uh, root of one. You can go to any African country uh, during elections. Most of the times, the politicians are going to go into constituencies and into all this and give as many buckets as possible. And people would defend a politician with their life who gave them a bucket. They, they, yeah, there was a, I'm going to vote for that. He gave us Fanta. <laughs> Fanta. Yeah, he's, he's a good man. When he, came, when he came for campaign, he bought all of us Fanta. Ladies and gentlemen, Fanta. You, you will sell your country for Fanta. Me and my wife and the kids, we're, we're, we're driving. I want to mention the country where we passed when we were going to Zambia. There could be people from that country here. <laughs> so we are going to Zambia and we pass into this country at the border. We do our passports and everything. Now, you know, you, you have to check out the car to get into the country, isn't it? Right there at the gate, there's a guy. And he, he's not looking for papers for the car. No. My children can tell you it's a joke in our house. He's looking, he says, do you have a cooler box? And I'm like, what is the cooler box for? Did, did you carry some cooler box? Because you see, when they're passing there, it doesn't matter what you are passing. If you've got a six pack, you will enter that country with, with whatever you have in that, in that bag. Selling a country for a cooler box. Bucket thinking. And we were coming back. Now we are coming back. There's a big roadblock. Soldiers, immigration, and all kinds of people that are in authority. They stop us. The queue of cars is like out there. Me, I come, they search my car. They do all kinds of things, they search my car. There's this uh, guy coming behind me. He knows the trick. And he is driving, uh, I think it was a, a Hilux uh, Fortuner, and he's carrying a caravan at the back. He goes into his caravan, seeks yogurt, <laughs> gave it to the guy who was searching him. He, he, he passed us. Seeks yogurt. My son says, Can you imagine what if that guy is carrying a dead body? They won't even know for six yogurt. Bucket thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a lot of things that God wants you to achieve, but he will not expose those things to you if your thinking is not released. For you to think like a princess, not to think like a slave. So that, you know, you should be coming to this church and sit where you are sitting after last night signing off a one billion rand deal and still be together you are not fidgeting like like we are worshiping you are fidgeting <laughs> one one billion you you are on god <laughs> your mind is on god because why you are a princess one billion is your one billion you know you are not a bucket person. Now let me finish with this. 
Proverbs chapter 30. This is how you know. When you go home, test yourself. This is how you know. If you have a bucket thinking or a princess thinking. Three things the earth cannot is, is perturbed. <clears throat> Four things it cannot bear. The first is a servant when he reigns. Power. Power. A fool when he is filled with food. Prosperity. A hateful woman when she is married and a maid servant who succeeds her mistress. Relationships. Now, this is how you will know whether you've got the spirit of a slave or the spirit of a princess. The first thing is you cannot handle power when you've got a spirit of a slave. A little bit of power. You will be flaunting it. Everybody in the office must know you are the boss. They already know. They, they, they used to be a, there used to be an advert for Jokoti. A guy goes to the airport, tries to check in at the counter. The girl is trying to help him, but he thinks it's very important. You know? So he says to him, do you know who I am? And you know what the girl did? She goes on the intercom. And she goes, hey, please, come and help me. There's somebody who doesn't know who he is here today. <laughs> you are just fooling yourself, ladies and gentlemen. We already know that you are the one who drives that car. We already know you are the one who has that, that work. We already know that you are the one. Don't waste your time. Go for other big things. Go for other big Work with power properly. Work with power properly. I, 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 I read the news. I see on TV. There's so many people that you can... That is a slave speaking. But a slave that has power. The second thing is that you can't handle material things. When you are a slave, you can't handle material things. Some of the things that will make you feel like you are important. It's things that other people do on a daily basis. You do it once, you make everyone uncomfortable. How? You know, handle material things. They are your, the things that you can have are your things and God created them for you. They are yours. Don't make them feel, don't make those things make you feel that because you have them now, you are a different person. Because your identity is not linked to those things. Your identity is linked to God. And it doesn't change at any time. Whether you have or you don't have. You know? I, I, I was, uh, a couple of years ago, one of my friends was appointed by the Zambian president to be an ambassador of Malawi. So, he went and he was the ambassador in Malawi. So, I came from Lusaka. I visited him in Malawi. So, when I got to, uh, to uh, the Zambian embassy, because I was the, the, the ambassador's uh, guest, 
he, he told the driver to drop me off at the house while he was working and then the the <laughs> the driver came <laughs> he came and so he gave me his official car to take me to his house so the driver came and uh, opened the door for me and so because I'm, I, 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 I am used to sitting in front he says no, you can't sit there you have to sit at the back so I went and I sat at the back and we went home and I stayed with him for about a week and the day that I was going back home, I went, he took me from uh, his house in another car with another driver, and they treated me exactly the same way up to the bus stop. Then from the bus stop, I was in a taxi. <laughs> you, you, see that, you see what I'm trying to say? When I got into the taxi, I never changed. I was the same guy. And from the taxi, I went to my mother's village. And I stayed in a house that doesn't have electricity. I was the same person. If you found me with him in that one week, and you found me with my cousins and my brothers in that other week I stayed with my mother, is the same person. The problem with many of us we don't know where our true identity lies. Is it in things or is it in you as a person? What will you do if everything is stripped out of you? Because remember, it's possible. It is very possible. Corona showed us. Corona showed us that it's very possible. Something can happen just like that. Are you going to die? The last thing is that it's relationships. It's relationships. A lot of people, when you have a slave mentality, you can't relate to people that have those two things very well. It's either you're going to feel bitter and angry because somebody has power and has material things, or you will, you will name drop. You know what to name drop is, isn't it? You see, a lot of black people think that when they have a cousin who is a, who is got who is a doctor, they are also doctors. <laughs> yeah, black people are funny. I'm like, you, you say you've got your, fa your, your cousin is a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. Y you are not. <laughs> yes, I can tell you that. But a lot of people think they are important because they know somebody who is important. It is that person who is important. Even if he's your brother, it is not you. Yes. You, you can be Mr. Ramaphosa's brother in here today. You are not the Mr. Ramaphosa. <laughs> because you see, a lot of us, when we have this slave mentality, we, 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 we get value from things that we are not supposed to get value from. Value does not come from outside. Value comes from you are being a child of God and everything that you get afterwards is a bonus everything and that's why you can do big things because your identity is bigger than anything that you can become or anything that you can do there is nothing there is nothing you see so you didn't even know that I have a friend who is an ambassador 
because it's it, anybody can be. So it's it's very very important that you test yourself. The moment you become proud because of anything other than who you are, you are a slave. You are a princess in the wilderness. You need to get back home. That's why the angel of the Lord said, do what? Go back and submit yourself so that you can learn how to live as a princess. Stop this nonsense of crying here in the wilderness when you are leaving home. They asked her, where are you going? And where are you coming from? She could only say where she's coming from. Because a, a slave doesn't know where they're going. No. That is why here at China Central, we, like we say, we are in the business of raising eagles. We don't rear chickens. And remember, we don't take chickens to ego school. Because it doesn't matter how you can train a chicken. Never become an ego. Just become a proud chicken. <laughs> that knows a lot about egos, but it can't be an ego. Just knows a lot. It can tell you about flying. Can tell you about, but can't fly. Because it's a chicken that is trying to tell us that it's an ego. And we see that a lot. Let us stand. So today, my prayer is that you will not be a princess in the wilderness, but that you are going to be a princess that is living her princess uh, identity. And that you will not be moved. Here at China Central, I, we will not be moved by anything other than what God wants us to do. Because we know we can do a lot and we will do a lot. And that's why I speak like this because I believe in each and every one of us in here. And I know that God is going to raise serious egos in this place. You know, people that are going to do major, major things. But they will still come here and say, when God is there, there's no problem. They will lift their hands to the Lord and they will still worship. They will not feel very important because now they can fly first class. You know? That's why there's first class because people must fly in first class. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know, so it's my prayer that God is going to really, really just make a shift in your understanding of things, in your understanding of yourself, that you will not be moved just because you got pregnant before your mistress. It's a possibility that you can get pregnant. It's a possibility you can have a son before other people do. You know, but you will still be yourself. You know, I feel very hurt when people, God bless them, and then they turn away from him because now they can't handle themselves because they are so blessed. You know, it's, it pains me. You know, it pains me. I used to pray, you called me when you bought a polo. And now you've bought a sheep. 
you think that you must call somebody to go and, and dedicate it. Guys, call me. You called me for a polo. Fly me to Durban to come and dedicate your sheep. Yeah, now you have the... the but you, you, you call all those guys that were not there during your polo days. You know? No. Don't do that. Amen? Don't do that. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much today. We want to give you all the praise and all the glory and honor because you are a very good God. Thank you for each and every one of these princes and princesses. I pray today in Jesus' name that, Lord, everyone that is moving around in this space with a spirit of Hagar, that, Lord, that spirit will be destroyed and that the spirit of a princess the spirit of a prince is going to replace that fearful spirit of a slave I want to pray today in the name of Jesus that Lord you will lead and guide us hold us by the hands and lead us into those destinies that you created for us but that our identity, dear Lord, we will still remain intact and we will still know that we are first children of God before we become anything else. So we thank you as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you.